A stu stu Studio D production. But if I wear a mask at work, then I just don't have don't to worry have about to it. Smile. I'm honestly considering on the street when I stop wearing a mask to just start carrying around blood capsules in my mouth. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just in case a man is like, oh, you should smile. And then I could be like, and then smile with the blood dripping down my mouth. I bet he'd never tell a woman to smile ever again. That would be funny. But if you're going to do that, you need to have somebody discreetly behind you filming the whole thing because that's hilarious. I'd have it in my memory Reaction videos. That's all that I need. Do you think if you... I'm sorry. I think filming <laughs> stuff is fun. Do you think if you took a bug capsule, just like a regular pill, and it like dissolved in your stomach that your poop would come out really? Probably, but I've also heard that it can kind of upset your stomach, so you might throw Sit it down, I want to tell you a story, a really weird and messed up story, with murdering ghosts and gobbly ghouls, it's all really fucked up, so don't you be fooled, <laughs> it's effed up family story time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Effed Up Family Storytime. I'm Salem. And I'm Hannah. And here today, we have Belle. Boop, boop. What's up, guys? So uh, Kelly isn't with us today. She is, what's she doing? Hanging out with her brother-in-law or something like that? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. I just know she's not here. She's not here. <laughs> we are here. Yeah. <laughs> recording the 30th episode. We're here. Hooray. Yeah. And we're um, 30. How's everyone doing? <laughs> I'm very tired and very hungover because it tired. is Pride Weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is Pride Weekend here in Colorado, so... Um, gay. Some people did gay, some gay, partying. Okay. <laughs> I only did a little partying, but it was extra hard because I went into the dentist on Monday with a little bit of pain in my gums and left the dentist on Monday with three less wisdom teeth. So I've been healing from that all week. That's fun. So... <laughs> It's a good thing you didn't have to take off too much time from work. Oh, I didn't take off any time from work. Yeah, she was back the next day. <laughs> You're tough. I, and I'm tired. And I'm a little drugged up on painkillers for this show. So if I say anything stupid, this is the warning. I was out for like two weeks when I got my wisdom teeth out. That's what everybody says. And I talked to my dad today and he was telling me that he had his out when he was like 17. But they had to like get into his like nasal cavities because his roots were so deep into his sinuses and Same. not only was it horrible just getting his wisdom teeth out but it also felt like he had a sinus infection for several weeks ew so i'm glad i didn't have to deal with that i just got some stitches that are gross in one socket that's pretty pretty tender but the other two are healing fine and i still have one wisdom tooth in because that guy grew into a space that was extracted from a tooth that was extracted several years ago. He just like grew in and snuck his way in there. Yeah. So I was telling awesome. Kyle the other day that I'm one third wiser than a majority <laughs> of the population. A lot of people don't get their wisdom teeth out at yeah, all. Most of them get their wisdom teeth out. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm most not as wise as those no. people, but I feel like most people have their wisdom teeth out because most people don't have the space in their mouths to grow their wisdom teeth in and then it creates infections like that's what happened to me is that i didn't have the space one of my wisdom teeth was growing in backwards like against my jawbone and he had to take it out because it was like creating like a pocket of infection Ew. that you could see on the x-ray when i was looking at the x-ray at the dentist and then when i was like listening to him like crack my teeth as he was like pulling them out of my uh. skull so in that moment, 
I realized why people want to be a dentist. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and if I Sadistic. had the patience, it was for me. It was really looking at the 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 three sixty X ray that like gets all the back teeth and everything. I could see my little septum ring showing up on the X ray. It was so funny. Um, I took a picture of it when nobody was looking. <laughs> but I, I in that moment was like, oh, that's really cool. I kind of want to be a dentist. But I didn't even finish my bachelor's degree in theater. I'm not about to go to <laughs> 15 years of school to be a dentist. I had a fun moment like that when I was getting my <laughs> dental surgery. When I could see, because the little light above me that they were using had like a reflective metal piece. And I could see the reflection of them like cutting open my gum. And like is nasty, but it was cool. But I was also high on nitrous, so, <laughs> so you're like, hey, that's so I was cool. like, oh wow. <laughs> so I don't even have. I never <clears throat> even had all four of my wisdom teeth. Oh. oh, I had these pulled. My upper ones pulled, basically like you did. Um, wasn't really a surgery, right? And I was back at work the next day. So the bottom one was like. I mean, it was kind of like a surgery. The bot. See, I don't. Ha- I never had the ones oh, on the bottom. These so. were the ones that were causing the Weird. most problem. Mm-hmm. I actually think the reason I'm why. Evolved. So my tooth that I had to get extracted, my wisdom tooth. That tooth was growing in forward, and I think the way it was growing in was putting all this pressure on, on the, tooth, the tooth. And I think that's part of what exacerbated the infection. Probably. And now that it's gone, it just like slid right in. It's fully grown. It's like here I am. <laughs> I think a lot Happy about little- how. If I lived at any time where there wasn't like dental care, I'd be so dead by now <laughs> just because of all of the infections that like my teeth alone have had. Yeah. Like I'd be absolutely dead. You wouldn't be dead. You'd just be toothless. Well, and maybe really, really sick. You'd just have infections bad enough that the pain was bad enough. You'd just pull your tooth and so you'd be toothless. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Fair because enough. the pain of pulling it is is going to be equal to the pain. I've had horrible, horrible oh, tooth God, pain. Same. And pulling it, it'll hurt in the moment, but... So. There's nothing better than dental pain going away after yeah, you've no like, had dental work done. <laughs> Interesting fact. The reason that... Part of the reason that... You know how if you have dental pain and you can't stop, like you're touching the tooth that hurts, your tongue is constantly touching the tooth that hurts, even though it hurts to touch it. Um, it's because that euphoria of the pain going away when you stop touching it can become like habit forming. Oh, oh. <laughs> isn't that weird? The release of the pain. That makes a lot of sense. That's horrible. I do that all the time. <laughs> Me too. Me too. All right. Well, so we've got Belle telling the story today. Hey, y'all. And w- I have no idea what this story is about. So do you want to dive? Oh, wait, first. I forgot. We got to do our plugs. Oh, yeah. So um, if you guys want to reach out to us, you know, you can always send us a, a comment on Facebook. We do have a Twitter and an Instagram that we don't post on much right now, but um, you're always welcome to post on that. And we would be responsive. We would uh, definitely write back. And you can email at us at ffsthepodcast at gmail.com. Um, so we would love to hear from you. Review us on uh, iTunes or any other streaming platform if you like us. That would definitely help us Even get if out you there don't like us. and bring our joy and happiness to everybody else around the world. So, yeah. okay, so now we can dive into the story. 
Belle is our storyteller. All right. What are, what are we going to be hearing about today? Okay, everyone. The place is Strasbourg. And it is the late 1400s. Ooh. So in this little town, um, these people living in this town, this was just a few generations after the Black Plague. Strasbourg, so, where? Um, well, it's currently in France. Okay. So um, I really would have thought Germany. Yeah, I think <laughs> it might have my used to too. be. I don't know. But I, where the location is now is France, modern day France. Um, but so this was just a few generations after the Black Plague. So these people were still suffering from the after effects of that, like the community that was, you know, destroyed and still trying to rebuild. And um, yeah. half the population died. Was basically. dead. Yeah. yeah. And um, that was only exacerbated by the problematic clergy that was hoarding resources, hoarding meat and ale. Sounds about and right. And <laughs> they, yeah, I mean, they... um would also, you know, they were very hypocritical and like taking concubines and really just like, yeah, they're clergy, of course they well, are. Well, <laughs> yeah, of course, but it was just really creating this this conflict between the classes that was, you know, just getting more and more tense as the days went on. And yeah. so here's a brief timeline of some of the things that these people had to face in this community. So in 1492, there was a famine, leaving lots of people dead. In 1493, there was a syphilis outbreak. Oh. In 1500, a bunch of their crops died. Um, in 1507, there was reported to be hail the size of apples, and all of their crops died. Oh, man. Oh. Also in 1507, the Black Plague did make a brief comeback. Fun. I, I've been listening to the last podcast black plague me too episodes yeah and, and the fact kind that, of <laughs> yeah the fact that it like came back every like 10 years and it was yeah. just like hey <laughs> one of those comebacks here. was in 1507 and so this town after dealing with about a decade at this point of famine and syphilis was also having to deal with the plague again um oh and side note if anybody really wants to um delve into the black plague the last podcast is good is a good resource but Great Courses has like a several episode series on the Black Plague and they get deep into that Ooh. shit. Yeah. You got to pay for it. I watched it when they had it for free on Prime. Damn it. But I'm going to get a membership because they have a lot of really cool shit on there. Can so. I use your membership? I think so. We can figure Fuck definitely yeah. over here. We'll see <laughs> if we can share it. All right. So in 1511, a harsh winter came through. And it wiped out the Black Plague. So in 1511, that was the last that they had seen of the Black Plague. But the harsh winter also killed all of the crops. Uh, in 1514, another harsh winter killed all of the crops. Damn. In 1516, a harsh summer killed all of the crops. And at this point, reports of um, dead loved ones were seen to be walking the earth. So people were experiencing... These kinds of like hallucinations under this just like extreme stress that they were feeling. How do like, you know it's a hallucination? One lady, <laughs> I don't know, I guess. One lady reported that she was had seen her husband who was like walking through the field clutching his like own head because he was like beheaded in battle or something. Like people were starting to go crazy. Wow. Fifteen seventeen was um Strasbourg had labeled the bad year. So that, that that's worse than all of the other years. That's the bad year. Okay. Yeah, no, this is leading up. So, fifteen <laughs> seventeen, oh, the bad year. They experienced frozen crops, hail, 
smallpox outbreaks, syphilis outbreaks, and an outbreak of a disease that they had called English sweat. Okay. English sweat. <laughs> you would sweat and you would sweat and you would sweat and then you died. Wow. That <laughs> sounds like it should be a drink. Let's come up with an English, English sweat, sweat cocktail. <laughs> So <laughs> it sounds like an electrolyte drink. There's one called Picari Sweat in, <laughs> in Asia. That's funny. English sweat. That sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, all of that was happening. And then, you know, just this on top of that, just the social, you know, class struggle that was happening. And, you know. Yeah. I it just was just say, not a good time to be alive. No. I, I also just got to say, Strasbourg is not a good place to be a crop. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> Don't be a vegetable in Strasbourg. <laughs> all right. So all of this kind of surmounts to July 4th in 1518. After the worst year. The year after, after the, the bad, bad year. year. This is, yeah. <laughs> So um, in, on July 14th, 1518, a woman named Frau Trafia started dancing in the street. And she just danced and danced. Dancing and she, yeah, and just <laughs> danced until she dropped from exhaustion. And then when she got up, she danced some more. And she danced for six total days. Wow. Um, nobody I keep really. Saying, wow, sorry. No, wow. That's okay. wow. Nobody really knows her fate. Um, one report that I saw had said that she was taken to a shrine. Of Saint, I have it written down. Vitus, who was the saint of protecting those with epilepsy, um, it was said that she was taken to that shrine, and um, she might have been cured. She might not have been cured. Nobody really knows. But hmm. that was on July twentieth. I like to think she danced and danced her way to Ireland, where she danced her way to the stage with Celtic with women river dance. and river dance and <laughs> she became well, the beloved star by many of it, river dance it wasn't quite as glamorous as that um a lot of people were cuz you know everybody was like why is this woman dancing and some people had speculated that maybe she was trying to get at her husband who hated dance, you know, but um, that's some funny after, maybe she well, found some magic days, shoes in the forest. After <laughs> after several days, there were reports stating that you could see her feet bloodied through her shoes. Oh, like she was she like found in, the in cursed agony. ballet shoes. Um, by July 21st, 34 more residents had started dancing <gasps> uncontrollably wow. without that's stopping. Weird. It's, it's the opposite of the Footloose Town. <laughs> <laughs> Not dancing is illegal. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get to it. Um, oh. It was it was reported. I mean, it was reported that uh, you know, when these people would kind of like come to, like they were like screaming in agony and screaming for people to help them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Help, I can't I know, stop dancing. I know it's not funny, and it's I know really that people died, but just the image of someone like <laughs> fucking tap dancing. Help! <laughs> Somebody, please! <laughs> so, um, some of the council members of the community enlisted the help of some local physicians. So, um, they came up. All the while, these people are still yes, dancing. these people, at this point, uh, a few dozen people dancing in the street, just like unable let to me, stop. Let me ride over to the next town to get the physician. I'll be back buffalo, in a day. Buffalo. <laughs> All right. So Sorry. the diagnosis of these, these dancing, dancing people 
Their diagnosis was they had overheated blood. <gasps> Ew. They hot had blood was hot a, blood. Hot Ooh. blood. They was the cause thought. of the dancing. They were hot blooded. Check it and see. <laughs> they always thought back then that it had to do with your blood. It's your hot blood. It's always your blood. You know what I heard that made me really sad? This is tangent talking about blood. And this has made me really sad for some reason. I must have been in a mood. Somebody was telling a story about how they still use leeches. They still use leeches medically today. And they were telling a story about using leeches. And they made the comment, put it in the biohazard. And that just made me realize that every fucking leech that they use for medical purposes, they have to biohazard it because it's full of human blood that is is really sad those poor leeches i know (laughs) anyway so (laughs) go on (laughs) so the local physicians of the time diagnosed all of these people with hot blood and their treatment was more dancing Dance, dance it out. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. They were like, they'll dance it out eventually. So the council cleared out an old mill fields. Like they cleared it out. They built a stage and they hired musicians to a come. Stage. Yeah, they, they rented a stage How long were these and hired bards. Sing. Oh, let's. This is the 1500s, right? Yeah, you don't 15, just like, build a. You don't have machinery and stuff to yeah, build the, the stage. construction of that would have taken a while they, yeah yeah um so once the stage was built and the musicians were hired they corralled all of these people into the field and had them dance it out they brought in people who weren't afflicted to also dance alongside the people no. who were to kind of you know make them not feel so so embarrassing i, <laughs> I don't really know um <laughs> Urgently, when, urgently hiring dancers. Yeah. I mean, I and guess musicians. If you're, yes. if you got to dance, you might as well do it. Since so some fucking sick, nasty tunes. <laughs> um, one thing that bizarre. was really sad. Yeah, it is really bizarre. Um, one thing that was kind of sad was that if somebody passed out from exhaustion, they were propped up and made to keep dancing no. after they had passed out. That is kind of sad. After about 400 people, that's a rough number. Nobody really knows the true number, but the one that I saw the most was about 400 people were estimated to be afflicted with this dancing plague. <laughs> um, and about 15 people were dying per day. Oh, wow. my God. Yeah. At this point, everybody kind of realized that um, it wasn't really working. So <laughs> <laughs> music was banned. <laughs> and everybody was (laughs) and all of those suffering were sent to just dance alone in their homes one thing that was funny that i heard about the band of music was that um strings were still allowed but any percussion instruments and like horns and stuff were not allowed but you could have some sad string music while you were (laughs) unable to stop dancing in your home (laughs) oh man they already thought that like the horn was the devil there's like there's so many like parts in history where they're like horn music that's satan's music (laughs) like with jazz this is a tangent but like with jazz when jazz came out they're like ah the horns and the brass it's the sound of satan (laughs) so weird yeah it is pretty weird (laughs) and that's where we're gonna take our break all right that sounds good chitty chatty see y'all later This is where our ad would go if we had ads, but we need listeners first.
right, we're back. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hope you had a nice break. Did you go potty? No, oh, I forgot. Talking to the <laughs> listeners, but oh, <laughs> the hell do you need to go? No, I can wait. Okay. Maybe you went and grabbed yourself a little snack, smoked a cigarette. Don't do that. It's bad for you. Hit that vape, my guy. Hit the vape. <laughs> Cried a little. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I usually do that on my breaks. Not Always. during the podcast, but at work. <laughs> work breaks. <laughs> work breaks. Yes, work breaks. I definitely cry. All right, y'all. When we left off, the dancing plague was getting a little out of control. 400 people were afflicted and about 15 people were dying a day. So dancing it out didn't work. So, Gee, I'm so ever. surprised. <laughs> yeah. So the only thing that it could have been other than, you know, hot blood was divine wrath. So... Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> it's 1518. The two, the only two afflictions in the 1500s. <laughs> Either hot, got blood, hot, blood, hot blood or God did it. <laughs> or it's Jesus. Yeah, pissed God off. Um, so I mentioned earlier St. Vitus. Who Vitus? Was, yes. With a V? V-I-T-U-S. For victory? Victory Vitus. St. Vitus. <laughs> um, he was the saint of protecting those who were afflicted with epilepsy. And he was also known for giving it to people who angered him. Oh, what a dick. So it was thought that (laughs) a lot of these people had been angered by St. Vitus. It was a common belief in this town and a lot of towns surrounding it that um, like St. Vitus would curse people with like dancing if he was, you know, angered by what they were doing. Specifically dancing, huh? Interesting. Did they know what epilepsy was at that time? Probably not. They had to have known what it was to some extent because he was the saint of protecting those who had epilepsy. I think that they, but, then why but they I don't like, think they oh, might they have epilepsy. <laughs> I think that they believe they just knew as much as some people were afflicted with these bouts the <laughs> of shaking and <clears throat> out of their mind. I don't think they knew where it came from that it was like the brain and like you know they didn't know anything about neurons and Mm -hmm. and pathways and all that shit that's in the brain yeah that i don't really know that much about either so um it was also meant like noted that a lot of the nobles and stuff and people in charge were you know like kind of like these people are heretics and you know, kind yeah. of like their decaying morals is what sent them into this madness kind of thing. So after dancing it out didn't work, everyone decided that they were going to take a trip with all 400 whatever people that were affected <laughs> by this dancing plague. They were going to caravan them all out to the shrine of St. Vitus, which was about 30 miles east of Strasbourg. So they so, danced on down. Yeah, they <laughs> the gave shrine. every person red shoes, little red shoes. Oh. I don't know if it was to hide the blood or you know oh. what. And they took them all to you know this pilgrimage or whatever to the shrine of Saint Vitus, and everybody was led around this little figurine of him, and everybody offered up a penny to Saint Vitus. And it worked. Really? <laughs> and everybody was fine. <laughs> really? That's... Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. So, um, you know, there's a lot of theories <laughs> about what happened. 
Hannah like, and I are just kind of dumbfounded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like as quickly as it started, it just kind of stopped. Oh. And so um, there's a lot of theories about what it could have possibly been. Um, okay. Contemporaries of the time, you know, it was it was divine wrath or it was your overheated blood. I don't know if either of those hold any ground today. I don't I would, know. I like hot blood. I do like hot blood. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I somebody would, would diagnose no. me with I hot blood. I would say no. Doesn't hold any any weight. <laughs> um, there's one possible theory was that um, there was a contamination in rye of the fungus. Uh, ergot yeah ergo poisoning ergo ergo poisoning yeah that's what they think happened during the witch trial they think that that could be a possibility of what happened causing these people to kind of go mad and and lose control um another um so john waller who is an american medical historian um he basically hypothesizes that it's a psychogenic disorder or basically mass hysteria that mm. given these people's, you know, like just their, their lives and how shitty it is. And, yeah. um, you know, that can kind of lead to like a, a community wide, you know, dance just like delusion. <laughs> dance um, and then also just like the fact that like the shrine of St. Vitus was 30 miles away. It was such a popular belief that he was, you know, cursing these people with the affliction of dance, you know? Yeah. And I think kind of like the whole like instances of mass hysteria, like the witch trials, you know, mm-hmm. or they, you know, one kind of in an article that I read, written by John Waller, he kind of talked about like spirit possession and about how in a lot of communities where, yeah. you know, like demonic possession is such an integral part of your, your faith and your life, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of, it can create a lot of like delusional behavior that can believe people, yeah. like people believe that they're possessed. Like that's what, our, when I did my episode on, the fuck was her name? <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Uh, the the, I the exorcism of Emily Rose, what that's based off of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I'm um, sorry, I don't remember An- her Annalise name. Annalise Michelle, I think. Yes, yeah, I okay. think it is Anna- Annalise Michelle. Or um, yeah, but that bitch. No, I'm just yeah, like we that t- chick. <laughs> we talked about that and how like only people who are religious get exorcisms. Because whatever is afflicting them, they attribute it to the thing that they believe in. And it's like, Mm -hmm. if you don't believe in that, then you're not going to show symptoms like that. Like, you believe in it so deeply that, of course, your symptoms are going to take on a more religious undertone Mm -hmm. if you believe in that religion. Mm -hmm. But it's like, if you're an atheist, you're not going to get an exorcism (laughs) because you don't believe in demons. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, too, like... If if these people so truly believed in St. Vitus and so truly believed that they were the ones that were, or that he was the one that was, you know, the cause of all of this, like if they took this trip out to a shrine 30 miles by caravan, wagon, you know, yeah, like that's quite a trip. It's not just like driving from North Denver <laughs> to South Denver. yeah. You no, know, you and, gotta have some faith if you're yeah, gonna do that. Yeah, and then they all offered up a penny back in 1518. That's, you know... Yeah. That's a, an Just, okay amount of money. And, like, to think that, like, that was a sacrifice that they made. And so, you know, I think it just kind of, like... I don't know. It's interesting. It's definitely a weird... 
piece of history. It is a is. very <laughs> weird piece of history. And it, you know, I, I would have to say that in my opinion, there would, there needs to be some form of like mass hysteria for the offering of the penny to the St. Vitus to work. Mm-hmm. If, the only way that could cure somebody is if the affliction was in their own mind, right? Yeah. You know, their belief that it cured them is what, or maybe it's like that whole faith, you know, if you believe it, like the woman who cured her cancer by drinking water. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. That's obviously something you did with your mind. Not mm-hmm. It wasn't the water, right? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there was something to... How long would it take for a caravan to travel 30 miles? Was it like two days? Um, I'm not sure how long it took. Um, I couldn't find like an exact timeline about like how long all of this was yeah. taking. But from what I'd read, I would estimate about a couple of months, like a month or two, um, that everybody was kind of like afflicted. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, by the fall, everybody was okay. Huh, that's weird. I'm just and wondering. It was just their crops dying again. And then yeah, and then everybody <laughs> was just suffering to... from famine and <laughs> class warfare. <laughs> I just wonder if they were eating food that had the the ergo poisoning or whatever, and then they went on this trek, and they maybe were eating different. I don't know. Not eating. I don't know. The but if they food. came back, wouldn't it just yeah, like happen again? Or maybe it just like manifested know, in a different so form of mass hysteria that wasn't dancing and they just didn't equate it as being the same thing. Well, and they were like, it's this saint's fault this time. <laughs> to me, it is also weird that that is not called the bad year. That, yeah, the year that everyone <laughs> danced <laughs> themselves to death. That's the year of the dancing plague. So you got all the other shit that happened, the bad year, and then you have, I don't know, the year of the dancing plague. Wow. What I do you I know guarantee. what what it was like after that? Did they still have really shitty luck? Or? I'm sure it was the 1500s. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. I can't imagine things just got better after they stopped dancing. <laughs> I guarantee that someone in the bad year, someone in that fucking town, was like, it "Can't get any worse than this." <laughs> kind of like, kind of like how I was in 2019. I was like, "Well, I can't imagine 2020 being much worse." <laughs> and then. <laughs> No, you cursed us all. <laughs> I, I, I told you how Grandpa said it was me. Well, no, Grandpa and I were talking about something. I was complaining about something, probably my job. And um, he was like, "Well, you know, if you believe, like, just visualize it. Visualize that this you're gonna have a good day or whatever it was we were talking about." And I said, "You know." I do that, and it actually has worked for me. For like three months up before COVID, I had started, traffic had gotten so bad, I had started visualizing having no traffic on the way to work. I would just visualize not being stuck, like just driving at the same speed the whole way there. Even if I slowed down a little, I was going, I never had to go back down to second gear. You know what I mean? Like just would visualize that, and then COVID happened. And let me tell you, my drive was so awesome and so he said i i cause covid so it was you and me together yeah (laughs) just the two of us yeah (laughs) (sighs) well that was a good story that was the dancing plague story a lot um i'll shout out my sources really quick okay so i first heard about this from one of my favorite podcasts that's spooky just wanted to shout them out um but my official sources are so I watched a couple of videos. Um, I watched a video on the BBC by Brit Lab. 
that was called The Town That Nearly Danced Itself to Death. I watched this fun video on YouTube by Puppet History um, by Watcher. It was uploaded by Watcher um, called The Dancing Plague. And that was fun because they had, it was like a little puppet. And then it was kind of like a game <laughs> show set up with other celebrities. It was cute. I recommend it. I'm probably going to watch more of their stuff. Cool. Um, I read a couple articles. I read a Britannica article called The Dancing Plague of 1518 by Patricia Bauer. And then I read that article by John Waller um, from The Guardian called Keep on Moving, The Bizarre Dance Epidemic of Summer of 1518. And John Waller, I haven't read this book, but I thought it'd be worth mentioning. He did write a book called A Time to Dance, A Time to Die, The Extraordinary Story of the Dancing Plague of 1518. And then he was the one that had the theory about the um, psychogenic disorder yeah. and the mass hysteria. So I figured I'd shout out his book because he's done a lot of work. So That's pretty interesting. That is a fantastic name for a book. Time a time dance, to dance, time a time to, to die. die. I know I was writing that down and I was like, dope. <laughs> that is, that's great. Oh man, that's just crazy. Yeah. It's just so fucking bizarre. I just still, you know, whole town just dancing and they erect a fucking stage and call in. Just I think like that's the, the funniest thing about it is I think, you know, they're like, well, we'll just let them dance it out. Yeah. <laughs> You had mentioned that there were other stories that you had heard about. I had read in some of the articles um, just a, a little bit about a, like mentionings about previous events where stuff similar to this happened where like people would just be dancing for no reason. So it was kind of a common thing. Huh. But one thing that I read, I think it was in the John Waller article, he had said that that was the last like recorded case of the dancing plague occurring. I want it to happen again. I don't. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds fucking horrible. I already don't like dancing as it is just because like, I'm not very good at it. First of all, and I'm fat and I'm tired. Second of all, <laughs> well, there is like a fairy tale. Like, is it a Grimm's fairy tale or something about the oh, magic shoes? You yeah. know, that they can't stop dancing. That's just so, I'm I'm still just like, <laughs> so fucking weird. Well, thank you, Belle. Thank you for a good thank story. Thank you guys for being great audience members. And thank you listeners for sticking around this far. Yeah. Putting up with my painkiller brain. Hopefully by the time you hear this, it ho hopefully it won't be too far from now, but well, we're getting back on track. We're trying. You we know? got a schedule. I'm looking right at it. Yeah. We are hitting wow. it. Well, do we have things that don't suck? Yeah. I've been kind of down in the dumps lately. Things that don't suck. Things that don't suck. So um, who's going to go first? I guess I can go first. Okay, Belle. Um, my thing that doesn't suck this week is Kyle because he's been very supportive when getting my wisdom teeth out and taking care of me. And um, he came home from work on Tuesday with flowers. Aww. And he's been putting up with because like the painkillers have made me really moody and emotional. And like the other night I woke up from a nap. And Kyle had come home from Target with a toy for the cats, but he didn't come home from Target with anything for me. And so in my painkiller, dazed, sleepy, woke it up, I like cried for like an hour about how sad I was that Kyle didn't get anything for me for Target. And he was completely understanding and he took me out for food. Oh, <laughs> he's a good guy. You so married a good man. <laughs> that's good. You want to go, Hannah? I could throw in another thing that don't suck if you guys don't want. I have a second thing that doesn't suck since everybody's having a hard time <laughs> coming up with things that don't suck. Um, I handmade cookies. So my little 
turned, um, I don't know how old she turned. I don't pay attention to that. She, she had a birthday <laughs> on Friday. And I went over to her house on Friday and it was like kind of like a potluck thing. And she was like, oh, we're not doing cake, but bring cookies. And so I handmade cookies. Everybody else showed up with like store-bought cookies, but I took the day off on Friday to go to the dentist and ended up spending all day making these like lemon cookies with like a blueberry uh, buttercream filling. They were good. like sandwich cookies. Um, I left early because I had to work early on Saturday. But as I was leaving, I could I saw everybody open up the cookies. Apparently, they were the life of the party. So another thing that doesn't suck is that I made some really good cookies. I'm going to try to get back into baking because we got a bunch of cool shit from uh, the wedding registry. Yeah. And now I have money to spend on nice ingredients. Like I went to Whole Foods and like made it real wow. bougie and had a nice <laughs> nice day to myself where I like baked. I channeled my inner Kelly. She's going to be proud. That's cool though. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Do you have something? Um, I guess my figment Hannah. doesn't. That's me. <laughs> it's Hannah. Um, <laughs> my thing that doesn't suck is that I get to go home and sleep after this. Hey, rest is a thing it's that does small, suck. but I no, love that's it. that's good. I get that. My thing that doesn't suck, I guess, is that we found a good car for Brian. That's a good Ooh, thing. Nice. Yeah. Did you see it in the driveway, though? Yeah, I did. I did. I thought that that was Brian's, but I didn't know for sure. Yeah, so little Michael's grandma was selling it. And so we got a good price on it and it's only got like 40,000 miles on it because oh, nice. she just kind of drove it like, you know, to bingo and back home. I don't know where little old ladies go, but the grocery store is <laughs> not very far. I'm thinking of grandma Georgia, that would be to bingo and then the grocery store. Oh, and the bar so she can play bunko. And then <laughs> I just know that Kyle's dad after he retired, now goes to the grocery store like three or four times a day. <laughs> like, wow. Oh he just gets bored. He gets bored at home. He'll go to the grocery store for one thing, and then I'll go home, and then I'll go to a different grocery store for another thing. <laughs> and then I was laughing at Kyle because Kyle's already turning into that person. Like, Kyle will make a list for, like, our Costco list and our Target list and our King Supers <laughs> list and our Whole Foods list, and we'll, like, make, like, four trips like one trip, that's what, but hit but four hit different four grocery stores. That's what grandma used to do when I was a little kid because she would have all of the coupons and the deals. That's kind of it, is that like we know where we can get stuff the cheapest. And yeah. like different places have different things that we like because yeah. we're kind of, we have our things that we enjoy and mm -hmm. our tastes that we appreciate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it. So what your grandpa does when he is bored is he, the other day when I went over to help grandma with her cabinets, uh -huh. that's the thing that doesn't suck too, is grandma's cabinets. And I have helped her now twice, gone over there two days. She has put in a ton of work, but her kitchen, it's looking really cool. I want to see. And I don't think I have to go help her anymore. I think she's <laughs> done. And hey! so that is also really cool. Not that I don't love seeing my mom. But when I was over there that last time, he gets antsy. And so he got the scooter out and rode the scooter down to the path. I was wondering if you still had that. <laughs> and then goes for a walk and then comes home. I have a better thing that doesn't suck. Okay, good. <laughs> um, my better thing that doesn't suck is that I got my helmet and pads Yay. for my roller skates. So I can roller skate now without fear of severely injuring myself that's cool and you've been out once 
Only once. But you liked it. But it was hard. <laughs> it was very hard. It was harder than I remember it being. Yeah. But I'm fat and old and not a child. You're not old. It was hard for me always. Like I remember anytime my friend would have like a roller skating birthday party, I would have severe anxiety because I would go on the rink once. I would fall a bunch. Uh, I would get discouraged and end up crying by myself in the arcade no. for the entire rest of the birthday party. I used to be so good at it. I know. I and so I used to go friends. with you sometimes and then I would just keep falling and get discouraged and then end up crying by myself in the arcade. Yeah. <laughs> no, you'll get it back. Yeah. You're not old. You're not like you have plenty of time and you too old. No, you just need to practice. Go out little bits at a time. 24 is the new 70. And the more you do it, the longer you'll I be able to go. I get roller skates. Get them. I wish you guys lived together. Yeah, I yes. wish you lived close to each other. I just, other. they're so expensive. We do live kind of close to I'm each other. So but like if you could just both step oh, out your yeah. front door and go roller skating, that's why we've got to find a way where we can just purchase a block and you all can live right next to me. Yeah. And I can monitor your behavior. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can watch me get drunk and go out on my patio at like <laughs> two in the morning and be like, that's my daughter. <laughs> Hannah, go to bed. <laughs> Don't you think you've had enough to drink? Go to bed. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, shit, you have alcohol in your house? I'm coming over. I'm coming over. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess are we done? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's our show. All right, so once again, if you want to get in touch with us, you know how. FFS, the podcast, F'd Up Family Storytime. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. And we're in your hearts. We're in, in your hearts. Your hearts. <laughs> bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Do we have our sign-outs?